Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas in the HP studio. And today I'm joined with two very special guests. I've got Brendan Sullivan, the creativity coach. Hello, Brendan. How are you doing, Harley? I'm doing great. And we have Mr. Mark Wilhelms. Hello, Mark. How are you, Harley? Chief Innovation Officer at Industries for the Blind. That's right. C-I-N-O, as we say. As in the biz, in that's like in the door, right? All the uh, yeah, ideas C-N-O. go in. C N O C N O. That's it. I'm having a ball doing it, by the way. And part of that is creative thinking and driving creative thinking in the company, but thinking without consequence. In other words, ideation without any risk whatsoever. Brendan is here doing workshops, and we thought for Blind Living Radio, he might make a great guest. There are no wrong answers. Right, no. Brendan? Not in your workshop. No, we want a lot of ideas. There are no bad ideas, at least at the beginning. Eventually, you know, you filter them out, but it, you, you want to be open to anything. Harley, he's done a lot of this for large companies and has been very successful. But more importantly, he's also a Second City graduate. Which is cool. Which is very difficult. Very cool. You know, that's very tough. That's like getting a legal degree from Harvard. I mean, you just can't just walk in and graduate from Chicago's second city. That's pretty tough. But you should tell us what you do, Brendan, because it's pretty impressive. What and, I do? All right. And yeah, you know, where you've been and what uh, you're Okay, where have I been? Well, okay, so I help organizational teams to be more innovative, to create ideas that are going to move them forward, that are going to uh, solve their problems, that are going to help them grow in the future. And, you know, my background is that I had a real job for a long time. I worked for the New York Times, took people out to lunch and played golf. And That's a really hard job. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sounds somebody, like Harley. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Hey, that's my new thing for this year, golf. Golf. Every day. Yes. Golf is good. Oh, well, we are going to be in Palm Springs next week, I believe. Oh, boy. That's right. It's going to be a, too hot. At, a, at an e-tailing conference. Too so, hot. Uh, you know, we might want to sneak out. No comment. All right. Go ahead. Golf is good for you. (laughs) By the way, we owned Golf Digest magazine, you know, when I was there at the New York Times. So taking people out to lunch playing golf, this was, this was a serious serious job. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you sliced it too often, they'd fire you. No. (laughs) But it didn't hurt that you could play. And so I retired from that. I became an actor and I studied at Second City in Chicago and I became a member of an improv group called Blue Velveeta. And in our day, we did just about everything an improv group could do. And back then, this was before Whose Line Is It Anyway? So we had to sometimes explain to people what improv was, which is that you go on stage with perhaps a structure, nothing written, and you just take a suggestion from the audience and you go with it. So we did that for years. And along the way, the light bulb went off in my head that we could have used this at the New York Times to think on our feet to be in the moment, to trust one another, to come up with better ideas, to collaborate more effectively, and that the skills you use on stage are very, very easily translatable to any sort of work environment. And so I created workshops to help any organizational team to think like an improv team. And it works in anywhere. It works in any place where two or more people work together. So it doesn't even have to be a corporation. It could be your student council. It could be a school. I do a lot of work with schools. Nonprofits could be just about anything. So along the way, doing that too, I also produced a morning radio show in Chicago for about 10 years, the Jonathan Brandmeier Show. 
And my job was to keep the show as fast, funny, clever in the moment as possible by creating bits that Johnny would then write on the And that air. was a huge show. I mean, it was he, huge. He was huge, yeah, in Chicago. He owned the in Hancock. The he did, yeah. He was as big as Howard Stern. Yeah, uh, was in Chicago at that time. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. my my favorite thing was doing a bit as it, with a voice, you know, a character on the air, and then you go someplace for the weekend to some party, and Johnny B was so big that people were talking about what happened on the show that week, and they didn't know that it was me because it's radio, <laughs> and so I'm just kind of standing there, and you hear people talking about your bit, going, "Oh man, you, the other day they had this guy, and they were, you know." And they're I'm all like, imitating it. Think, yeah, and they're doing me. So that was pretty cool. Brendan, you do work for uh, Kellogg and Kraft and yeah. lots of big corporations. And how does that work? How has that translated now to the uh, corporate environment? And then what I want to talk about is creativity and how to become more creative. Our listeners want to become more creative. We want to become more innovative in everything we do. So I want to sort of segue into that okay. as we keep moving. Well, I mean, when I work with corporate groups, generally it is in a team environment, and we talk about how they can work together more effectively. I do ideation sessions where, for example, they throw out an open-ended question, like how can we sell more Kellogg's Rice Krispies or something like that, and we brainstorm around it using the skills of improv to generate more ideas. It's also about just creating a healthy environment where collaboration and innovation is part of the culture, where when people show up, you know, the job of innovation isn't just the six people that go into that brainstorming session. It's everybody's job. It's the receptionist's job. It's the janitor's job. It's the president's job. It's everybody up and down the line. But they need to be told that. They need to know that this is valued. Otherwise, they don't realize that's part of their job. And typically, people are very happy to know that that's an expectation, that they can come up with ideas, they can share their ideas, and that those are going to be at least listened to and perhaps built on, and they can make a difference. Which is kind of the whole nonprofit industries for the blind. You're bigger than just what you make. You're really creating jobs for people that wouldn't necessarily have jobs with 70% unemployment. And you've done a few sessions with some of the blind staffers here at Industries for the Blind, and it was kind of neat in your seminar. Folks get up, they have to cross the room, they have to find different chairs. Oh, there's one chair missing, so someone's left standing in the middle, right? Right. I'd say sighted and blind people work together in that exercise and well, yeah, you know, I mean, that that particular exercise requires people to move around the room and to collaborate, and particularly when some people are sighted and some people are blind. You know, when, when I first was, was thinking about coming to IB, I was thinking, oh, okay, do I need to adjust this exercise for having a number of people who are who are blind? And you know what? No, because in the real world, those adjust, adjustments aren't there. People need to accommodate that somehow, and that's what they did. The group was very supportive, and, and that's what happens every day in the workplace anyway. You know what? I want to hear more when we take a break about how our listeners can empower themselves Absolutely. to be more creative. Yeah. Right? And Tips more for you. That's right. And this is stuff you can do by yourself. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm Harley Thomas in the HP Blind Living Radio Studio, joined with Brendan Sullivan, the creativity coach, and Mr. Mark Wilhelms, chief innovation officer at Industries for the Blind. We'll be right back. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio from Industries for the Blind. 
providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas. And in the studio, we're talking innovation today. We have Brendan Sullivan, the creativity coach. Hello, Brendan. Welcome back. Thanks. And we have Mark Wilhelms. Mark. Hey, guys. You were asking lots of questions before we had to cut away to a break. We wanted to have some quick tips that our listeners can use. I am glad you said that because you know what? Asking questions is what I do a lot of. You do ask. Yes. And why everyone do we do it says this way? you ask why a lot of we questions. Do this why are we doing that? Well, why is that? Well, why is that? It's a maybe. It's a powerful word. Why? Because you can learn a lot. And mm-hmm. as innovation officer, you know, I like to talk. I'm a big talk. Brendan knows me. I love to talk. Harley, you've known me for a long time. I love to talk. But you know what? The job really is to listen and then act. And I am a man of action. And we're getting some stuff done here. I right? think you introduce yourself as that, don't you? I'm Mark <laughs> I Wilhelm's man, man of action. Man of action. That's right. But Brendan, too, I'm, I'm intrigued. And I think our listeners would really appreciate one exercise that I love. And this is something that I think is a life changer or a company changer, or a culture changer, and I'm seeing it work here already, and that is the yes and exercise. And why don't you explain that to the listeners and run us through a little bit of that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a collaborative exercise, but, you know, actually, even if you're working by yourself, uh, what happens is that when somebody throws out an idea, or even if, you, even if you're just sitting there by yourself, there are three ways that you can respond to an idea. The first is to throw challenging, nasty questions at it. Somebody says, hey, I think we should uh, build an ice sculpture in the north parking lot this winter. You could nail them with, did you think about how much that would cost? Did you, where, where are you going to get the water from? It's going to flood the grass. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the butts, which are, yeah, but we're going to lose three parking spaces, but I don't think that's a good idea. And then the yes and is a more positive, well, yes and, you know what? Uh, I know some guys at the fire department that could, could give us the water. Yes and, I've got a carpenter that would be happy to build us a, a big old crate that we could fill with water and then pop it out, and we got ourselves an ice block. Yes, and we could get the local high school kids there. I know a sculpture class there, uh, and they're looking for a project. They could create some some art there. And uh, yes, and we could uh, have an event there where we sing carols and bring people from the neighborhood around and uh, get some press and drink you know sell drink some, hot chocolate yeah drink hot chocolate. Why not? There. It's cold outside. Boom, you know. And and so if you start there with the yes anding. Uh, then you get to the yes buts and the questions. Somebody still might have a problem with it. You know, uh, teenagers with chainsaws, I don't know. You know, you, you've built it, the idea first. The problem is that most of the time we go to the yes buts and the questions first, and somebody says, I think we should build an ice sculpture in the north parking lot, and the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, man, that's a really bad idea. And then they tell you what's wrong with it. But even when you're working by yourself, and I can see, you know, if you're spending time by yourself, you still need to catch your own self because the judgment that we have between our brain and writing it down or speaking it out loud is worse than anybody else's judgment. So you got to be careful about that. But when you're working on your own, there are some things that you can do to generate ideas. One exercise that I like to do is that you throw out three words that are completely disconnected from each other. My job would be in less than 30 seconds to create a story that includes all three of those. So throw out three words to me that have nothing to do with each other. Purple, monkey, hair tonic. Okay. So the other day I, I mistakenly swallowed this hair tonic. And it's really not something you're supposed to do. I should have read the bottle. It said do not, do not put it in your system. And so what happened is is my skin started turning purple. 
And the the most frightening thing is that uh, I started hallucinating, and I thought I saw monkeys. That's uh, not good. <laughs> That's not good to see purple. No, it's not. And, you can pretend that you're on LSD everywhere. and just do whatever you want. You know, so we could just do three words all day long and come yeah, up with silly, yeah, silly yeah, responses. Put, put on to some it. Grateful Dead. Well, the, 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 but but there's a, your mind sharp. But there's an actual point to it. Okay. Yeah. And, and so that is that uh, the creativity that I'm talking about is not artistic creativity because I believe there are genuinely people who are. Artists, you know, that they can paint or can sing or play the piano. And it's a skill. It's a talent that, that you need to. But I'm talking about creative thinking skills. Any of us could have taken those three words and created a story that quickly. And it's because we had inspiration. It's because we had a starting point. And it also means that it, those three things that you thought were disconnected from each other are connected to each other. And my point is everything is connected. Everything is connected, and most creative thoughts do not happen from staring at a blank piece of paper. Most creative ideas come from looking at other things that are already out there and then saying, hey, wouldn't that be cool here? Uh, Gutenberg created movable type, changed the world, right? He did that not by thinking, i got to come up with a printing press. i got to come up with a printing press. What he came up with was he looked at things that were already out there. He looked at a coin punch you know, where, where they were making coins out of a press, and he saw a wine press where they were squeezing the thing down, squeezing the grapes. And he said, well, what if we took a piece of papyrus, we stuck the molds from the from the coins onto the wine press, stuck a piece of papyrus under, under there, and stained the papyrus with the coin punch? And you are probably saying, duh. Yeah. Duh, it's so simple. Well, and if you look at the great American companies, the brands that have, have done this, Apple, if you look at Amazon or Disney, all these great brands, that's what they do. I mean, Apple took a, took a blatantly bad operating system and said, look, we can make this better. You know, innovation is really small iterations of a much bigger idea. And to your point and to those listening, you know, if you have an idea, you don't have to knock it out of the park the first time. Right. It can be just one iteration of maybe an idea that's going to transform itself down the road into a really great idea. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to have the confidence and the lack of fear to do it. And you know, creating that, risk, that you know, safe place within the work environment to take those risks. Yeah, you I have to have a company afraid to take risks yeah, at that all doesn't at shoot you down when you come up with a purple monkey story and hair tonic. You know, right. it's like, wait a minute, this is we see the value of this, right? Do you run into that? Yeah, no, that's I mean, if you're working with a group, it has to be has to be a healthy environment. And I've I've had friends of mine call me and say, "Man, this 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 place is just putting me down. I just can't. I've got ideas and I have no place to. You got to come in here and help us." And I said, "Well, what does your boss think?" And they say, "Well, he's the problem." And I said, "Well, guess what? He's the one who's also going to pay me. So good yeah. luck with that." But so you yeah. turn it down. You don't go. Well, I, they, well, the boss won't bring me in. Right. It's not up to yeah, this guy. Right. You know, he's the up, problem. It's yeah. up to the boss, and he's not going to bring me in. So that's the frustrating thing. But even when you're working on your own, there are a lot of things that you can do. And just like I showed you those three words that are disconnected from each other, they are connected to each other. So here's some things that I would do if I wanted to be more creative. Read more. Read a vast variety of stuff. Listen to music other than the music you always listen to. Um, Because that stimulates new ideas. Yeah. Right? And then write those ideas down, too. I have a pad of paper, you know, old school, right on my desk every night. 
mm-hmm. the middle of the night, I always have something. I write something down because your mind is relaxed, right? Yeah. yeah. You're zenning out. And that's when the great ideas come, you know. Well, there's right? a story. You know, Thomas Edison used to take a lot of naps. And what he did is he took naps in his office and, a, and he had a chair there, like a big old stuffed chair. And he would put a ball bearing in between his fingertips on each, in each hand. Right between his thumb and two fingers, and then he would put a pie plate on the floor underneath each of those hands and rest them on the arm armrests. And as he was nodding off, his muscles would relax. The ball bearings would fall from his fingertips and hit the pie plate, and he would snap two, and he would write down whatever was going through his head at that moment. That's when all of the editing that you do for yourself, all the judgment is gone. And he said, you know, he said sometimes it was just gobbledygook, but other times it was really cool ideas that he would never have been able to capture if he hadn't allowed himself to listen to himself in that moment between sleep and awakeness where, where, you're, where that stuff's happening. That's really cool. That's neat. Yeah, these are good stories. And that's what we're doing that. here at, at IB. I'm, I'm really excited about where we're headed. And Harley, you're a big part of that, of course, with all the branding innovation we're doing and the look, the feel, the hallways, everything's changing here. And that's physical. Now we're doing this cultural shift where everybody who has an idea can express it without risk, without fear of failure. We call it smart failure here. We like people. We like to fail. Let's try it. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times we, we said, let's. Let's just try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Another Thomas Edison story about that? Sure. You know, here he's working on the light bulb, and he's got thousands, he's, he's been working on it for years and just can't quite get it right, and, fi- you know, he's frustrated. And uh, somebody asked him, man, this has got to be, you know, just got to be driving yourself nuts, huh? I mean, and he said, no, no, no. I know thousands of ways now that this will not work. Somebody else would have to start from scratch. Wow. Yeah. So all that failure, he said, I've learned for every one of my failures, I've learned something. And somebody else would have to come in and start from scratch. I know all the ways that this will not work. And I will find the way that it works. Yeah, and he will. And he kept going until he found the way that worked. Yeah. Wow. Sight is not a barrier to good ideas. No. And actually, I don't think there is. The only barrier you have is your own self and not yourself willing to take the risk. Step outside the box. I call it cannibal off the high dive. You know, if you got an idea, jump. Just jump in the water and jump in the deep end, and you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. And I want everybody to know that who are listening today. You have an idea. There is a Thomas Edison out there. There is a Steve Jobs out there right now, and your ideas are just waiting to be heard. And we want to hear more ideas on the Blind Living Radio website. You can go to blindlivingradio.com and submit ideas and suggestions for shows. We're always looking for shows yeah, and, we'll and let's get it out get there. Things fit. Yeah, we certainly need to get it out there. Well, this has been great. Well, Brendan Sullivan, I hope you're, you'll come back again. I know sure. you're doing more workshops at yeah. uh, IB Milwaukee, so we want you back on the air because this is a fascinating topic because this is what I'm all about. Brendan, how can people find you? Uh, they can go to creativitycoach.net. Creativitycoach.net. All right. He's a .net guy. See, that's innovative right there, isn't it? He's a .net. He's like an Internet guy. Thank you for coming, Harley. You want to take us out? I will. Brendan Sullivan, Creativity Coach, thank you for joining us. We have Mark Wilhelms, Chief Innovation Officer of Industries for the Blind. I'm Harley Thomas, and you've been listening to Blind Living Radio. See you next week. Blind Living Radio is proud to be supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To learn more about Industries for the Blind, go to IBMILW.com and find out how you can directly help support 
the blind community. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Hi, this is Brendan Sullivan, creativity coach, and you are listening to Blind Living Radio. Blind Living Radio. 